I did a little racking of my own brain. And since you were so upset by the fact that I had never seen Space Jam last week, um, that you are not alone in that. There are, as we will see, a very long list of movies that people in my life are either can't understand why I haven't seen it or are mad at me for never have seen it. Kind of like a combination of like, not necessarily like good movies, but like you would love that. How have you not seen it? And also like, that's one of the greatest movies. How have you not seen it? So I made a list and I'm going to read you the list and I want to see how you react to it. Um, number one, Space Jam. We all know your thoughts on that. Field of Dreams. Um, any Harry Potter movie. I think I've seen some. Okay, but, that's fine. Okay, I think I've seen some. Red Sea Diving Resort. That's like a very specific one. You probably, I don't even, it yeah, was like, I don't know if it was made for Netflix, but my friend loves it and asks, tells me to watch it all the time and I never do. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Come on. Um, the Other Guys. Are you serious? Step Brothers. <laughs> what? Wedding Crashers. You're lying. Christmas Vacation. I don't believe anything you're saying. La La Land. That's one that people think I oh would really God. like. I, I started it. I watched. I started watching it on a plane and then I fell asleep because plane. Um, the Way Back, which is that new one about Ben Affleck. He's like a basketball coach. Um, Onward, which is like a Pixar movie, but I don't, I don't watch a lot of animated movies. Not on purpose. It just I feel like you're not an animated person. Tangled, which is another princess movie. Okay, what? Everybody's yeah. <laughs> um, Roma, that Netflix movie. It's in black and white. I tried to watch that a lot, but it's very slow moving. Um, OJ Made in America. Um, the Last Dance. I never finished The Last Dance. I know. I'm, I'm bad. No, well, I was really into it, and then I got busy on Sunday nights doing nothing, and okay. Um, into the Spider-Verse. Um, you've Got Mail. The, the next couple are like rom-coms. You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, Notting Hill, Deadpool. You've never seen Sleepless in Seattle? Um, Toy Story. <laughs> Oh my god, cute no, no, no. intro. I'm embarrassed. I, I've seen the first horse Toy Story a bunch of times, and I've seen the sec- I've seen the second and third. I've never seen the fourth. Okay, the fourth one you gotta see. Like, Love Actually. Um, Pretty Woman. <laughs> Clueless. Okay, you should, after this episode, watch Love Actually. Isn't it? It's like, a Christmas movie, right? I've started it. I've always started so good. it. I, I have no um, words for you. <laughs> broadcast News. Um... When Harry Met Sally. That's the list I have. Okay. You okay? I'm done. <laughs> okay, roll intro. Just as mad. Just as mad. Roll intro. Um, I can't believe you haven't seen those movies. I know. That's the whole point. This is Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. That makes no sense. You can be funny and not be offensive. The same um, way this is your workspace, this is my workspace. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. You'll be a little smarter. You'll be a little smarter. And it'll be great. I was close being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us off. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey-Levine, your favorite feminist killjoy that doesn't, isn't happy with anything. And I'm Jess King, who's just here for the ride. <laughs> um, today, we are going, we had a lot of football stuff to talk in all of its forms. Real so football, fantasy football, college football, COVID football, <laughs> COVID football, all of it. We have it all. Um, so, if... You live under a rock. You wouldn't know that the 
Thanksgiving game that was supposed to be played between the Ravens and the Steelers got postponed three times. Mind you, um, Thanksgiving was almost a week ago. Almost a week ago. Uh, they had a huge outbreak of COVID. Um, the Ravens did. And now they're playing at 3.40 p.m. on a Wednesday. And do you want to know why they're not in the primetime spot? The only time ever when you can my, think of the NFL being booted by anything, it's getting booted by the Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting ceremony. Um, yeah, and the Goo Goo Dolls are playing it. And they're like, I'm holding up our end of it. Like, it's fucking Christmas, baby. Like, I should have played last week. <laughs> like, they're like, we're not moving anything. This is on you guys. Right. Um, so it's totally been like a huge disaster. And honestly, it's kind of... It, I was a Steelers fan, and if I was a player or a part of the organization, I would be pissed off. Because not only did earlier in the season they got their bye week taken from them because of an outbreak at a different facility, the Titans, not the Steelers. They've been on their A game. And it's just kind of a disaster. Now they get their primetime game taken away, and the NFL is kind of curving the rules to make sure that the Ravens have enough players in the game right now, they still have 20 people on their COVID reserve list, which is crazy. And to be honest with you guys, like, like we said, Thursday was like barely a week ago, like Thanksgiving, that's six days. COVID doesn't just go away in six days. Like the average citizen we're getting told if we get COVID has to quarantine for two weeks. So how come athletes are like, Oh, well it goes away in six days. Yeah. So it's really no big deal. Um, it's just not cool. Like everything that's, that's going on on. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson, either way, if the game is actually played at three forty on a Wednesday, like he's not going to be able to play because he still has coronavirus. Um, and because of the constant postponement in the games this week, um, these, this is what's going on now for the next week of the NFL. Uh, the Steelers in week 13 are supposed to be playing the Washington football team. And that game was moved from Sunday to Monday, which was finally something that the Steelers players could agree on because it gives them an extra day of rest rather than going from a Wednesday game and then to a Sunday game, it's moved to Monday. So they get like an extra day to recuperate and that's going to be at 5 PM. So we're going to have two Monday night football games next week. Um, our Monday, our how many Monday night football games do you think, your double Monday night football games do you think there will be this season? Take, like, I, I said it, six. It, it, the take, it aged poorly isn't what I'm trying to say, but, like, it was, it's so much work. Like, we were like, oh, they'll probably play a few extra. Like, we were, like, half joking. No one said they were going to play on Wednesdays. Right. Like, that was never in the playbook because now we have Tuesday games and Wednesday games that we've experienced so far in this season. And, like, we're really – wounding out week 12 right now so the ravens were supposed to play the cowboys for monday night football which would have given us three monday night football games now that's moved to tuesday at eight so we are about to start a week of seven days of football which also mind you three games is what if you decide to only watch one game per time slot you're watching three games on sunday there's a one o'clock game, a four o'clock game, and then Sunday night football. So right. are, we're doing that on Mondays now too. Are we like playing a one o'clock, a four? No, they're not doing it right now. Like actually when I was looking to see what was going on with the scheduling, Bleacher Report I usually use to go look at 
the schedules for week games, like what's going on the next week. Um, and they still have it on their site that there's going to be three Monday night football games next week. But the Ravens Cowboys game, I think today they moved it to Tuesday rather than having two Monday night football games starting at 8 PM. Mm-hmm. So there's, yes, there's the one at 5 PM, which is the Steelers Washington football game. And now it's the Ravens Cowboys that are getting moved because this all started with the Ravens not following the protocol. Like they had an outbreak that makes really no sense to me. And the Steelers, when the game first got moved on November 25th, like the players took to Twitter as we know that they love to do. And they went off Juju Smith Schuster tweeted first, the NFL takes away our bye week because another team can't get their COVID situation together. Now they take away our Thanksgiving primetime game for the same reason. Shake my head. And then Chase Claypool tweeted what a joke, like, and they're really not wrong. I would kind of be pissed off too. Um, I mean, primetime games are great. And it's like the NFL is just kind of waiting for them to get all their players back. Like at some point you need to put your foot down and be like, I get that there's an outbreak, but like, send in the replacements, like pick out everybody that you can that doesn't have COVID and you have to play a game because it's really not fair. Like if I would have a really hard time believing that they would so late, so at such short notice, delay the game again from Wednesday. But like if they do- Who knows what they'll do? Why? You're just waiting for Lamar Jackson to come back. Like it's just not fair. Like you have to send in the backups at some point and it's really just- that's just something you have to deal with. And I said this in the beginning of the season, like at some point, the games, the quality of the games are going to be in jeopardy because we're going to have to stop postponing and postponing and postponing the games and put our foot down and start sending in the backups, the people that didn't test positive for COVID. Well, yeah, I think there's definitely that. And then I think there's also like, we have to talk about like the exploitation of athletes here. Like, they are not people that work from home. So, um, I mean, it's likely also, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they're not being responsible either. However, if, if you were being responsible about it, you're also put in a position where your um, ability to be completely responsible and to really kind of keep yourself in the first lockdown like we were all kind of supposed to, um, you don't have that option if you want to go out and do your job. You just don't. So whether you're taking it seriously or not, you are having to take risks if you're playing football. And that's just something that I don't think really comes into the conversation a lot is that like, yes, there is irresponsibility in them, but they're also, even if there is responsibility in them, they can only do so much when they're having to travel and everything. Um, and then it's also just with the way this is all being handled, I have said a lot since this all started that I always feel kind of gaslit by people, not everybody, but like by friends and whatever, and like people on the internet, whatever, that don't take this seriously. And they're like, well, we can go out to eat. Everything's fine. Like, it's fine to go to eat. I'm like, it's really not. And so many people do it that you start to be like, I mean, I, I feel like I've stayed pretty strong in my convictions throughout it all. But like, there are times where you're just like, am I crazy? Like, am I the crazy one here? The truth is, if you're taking precautions and being safe, you're not the crazy one. But this is part of like the gaslighting of America of we're going to play football because everything's fine. Everything is just peachy here. Everything's great. We're going to play football. And guess what? Now we're going to play football all the days of the week when really, so they're like, look, look how great it is. We're going to get to play this week, even though we we're overcoming this adversity of people getting COVID. No, that's not it. This is just like a thing of it 
let's pretend everything's okay and it's not. And that's so much of like what right. playing sports is, is like it's a distraction, it's entertainment and everything. And this is a time where we can't be distracted. Like there needs to be serious work and action into stopping the spread of COVID, working towards a vaccine, working towards minimizing the number of cases, new cases that we get. And frankly, football and all sports are just kind of like a, see, everything's fine. And that's why in the bubble, I favored that because you're getting the sports, but you're also forced to watch it and reckon with the fact that life isn't normal right now. You were watching it, there were no fans. And even baseball, I didn't love what they did, but with no fans in the stands, there is a reckoning of, oh, this is weird because there are issues going on right now. And it's so funny that like you said that the way like, oh yeah, like let's reward ourselves with a COVID outbreak by postponing games and making football seven days a week because the NFL came out in a statement after the postponement of the Ravens-Steelers game and said, these decisions were made out of an abundance of caution to ensure the health and, health and safety of players, coaches, and game day personnel and in consultation with medical experts. Because like, yeah, COVID goes away in six days. like. And let's also not, like, let's talk about the fact also that, like, you are not, it's not COVID goes away. You are no longer contagious. Whatever level of symptoms they might still have or might still be recovering from is completely different from the 10-day quarantine period. You could still be suffering well after that, and a lot of people are. And and a lot of people are saying when Cam Newton came back, they're like, he doesn't look so great out there. And I'm like, yeah, does anybody think it's the deadly virus he just overcame? Like, might that be it? Um, and so that's the thing of like, okay, well, we're going to play. Lamar Jackson's coming back on Wednesday. And he's going to play. It's going to be great. He's recovering from Like, yeah, is he – can he breathe all right? Like, the like how's – they're taking this one – I like – so No one cares about that. Like, obviously, the players are not just asymptomatic. They're obviously experiencing discomfort and difficulties and actual sickness from the virus. And, I mean, they still have 20 players – on the COVID reserve list. So it's like, if I were playing on the Steelers, I'm not taking my mask off the whole game. Like, well, and that's the other thing of like the, just the absolute carelessness that went into this all coming from first place. And some players came out and made, this is like, again, I'm not never happy with anything. And honestly, I'm okay with that. Cause if you are happy with this, you got some fucking waking up to do, but the whole, like, we've tried to be as cautious as we can. Well, like, honestly, there were some times when the mask slips. Listen, this is a deadly virus that has killed a quarter million Americans. We're not doing, I forgot, there were some slip-ups. No, 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 no. That's not what we're doing. You're a grown-ass adult. Wear a fucking mask. It's not difficult. It's just not. Um, It is proven it does not affect your oxygen levels. They did all the science. They did all the whatever. It is proven that masks work. Masks help prevent the spread. And it's just completely irresponsible to me of this, like, We've tried to do everything we can and we're tested, but like sometimes that slips. And I tweeted about this. I was like, when I heard this from somebody else, I don't want to say, can't say that I came up with it, but no matter how many times you take a pregnancy test, it will never prevent you from getting pregnant. You can take a COVID test every single day and it can come back negative. That doesn't mean you're not catching COVID tomorrow. And I think there's a little bit of a hubris about the way that the NFL has handled this, almost like they're like untouchable and they're obviously not. But this whole, like, oh, well, it's just us at practice. So, like, if the mask slips up, like, by just us, do you mean your 42-man roster? Because that's what they call a super spreader event these days. And it's so funny that you just brought that up because it 
transitions me perfectly into addressing the next disastrous headline that the NFL had, PR team had to deal with um, this weekend. Um, Denver Broncos were in a very ugly, gross situation this weekend when they played the Saints and lost 31-3. to I think they probably would have lost anyway, but it definitely didn't help that every single one of their That's none of my business. COVID-19. And this all started with, like Lily said, the lack of wearing masks. So when all three of these quarterbacks go to watch film, Jeff Driscoll, he gets COVID. This, I honestly, like we've obviously been talking about this for a really long time and I'm sorry to cut you off. Every time we do this, I am just so like baffled. I'm like, no one ever learns. They just- This story, like the Broncos situation is worse in the public's eye, I believe, than the Ravens because the Ravens was an outbreak. And this is why they handled, the NFL handled the two situations so differently. The Broncos were not abiding by NFL COVID guidelines. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Ravens, it's kind of like, there's such an outbreak that they can't really narrow down yeah. what that one incident was. But uh, and you could also isolate a group of people. Like yeah, one could make an argument that playing football in and of itself is not following COVID guidelines, <laughs> as we can and we have. Yes, and we probably will not stop making the that Broncos. argument. So what ended up happening was the quarterbacks went to go watch film after Driscoll got after he tested positive for COVID-19 and I'm talking Blake Bortles, like, (laughs) I just can't, I cannot like get over this. And they all, every single one of them drew lock, like sitting in a room without their masks on watching and Brett Ripon, like watching film without their masks on after somebody tests positive for COVID-19. Um, and so they're not around him. The contract tracers said like, well, like, yeah, you guys probably have COVID. So they were at high risk. So they said on Saturday, don't come in to practice. Don't, you're not playing because you can't play on, on Sunday because you were sitting here face to face, like definitely not six feet away with somebody that just tested positive. And so they ended up putting in their practice squad wide receiver, Kendall Hinton, um, to play 24 of the team's 43 snaps on Sunday against the Saints. And this was what his stat line was, which I'm going to ask you what you think about it. He was one of nine passing for 13 yards. He threw two interceptions. um, And this was all after like maybe 24 hours, 48 hours of a crash course in that offense and the Broncos gained 112 yards overall the whole game. Um, so, and you want to know what I think about that? I just feel like credit is due to, <laughs> to this wide receiver on the practice squad who came out, started playing quarterback. Um, even though he obviously didn't have any impressive numbers. So uh, I have an answer for you. Yes. Um, as to like what I think of that, you said he threw two interceptions. Yes. Um, so did Tom Brady against the Rams. Um, and I know that I that's obviously thinking that too. That's like, also part of the selling. But I honestly, that was kind of my like joke answer. But like on a more serious note, I want to look at it like this. Is that a super impressive stat line? No. Like just being blunt, it's not. However, 
Um, Kendall Hilton was working in sales last month. Um, and he was on the practice squad as a wide receiver. So I feel like before anyone's going to come at Kendall Hilton's uh, quarterback abilities, let's just like look at the big picture here. He was, I believe he, there was a story about him like looking for a job on LinkedIn before, like earlier in the year. Um, really? Yeah, he did. Here's, I have his LinkedIn page. Um, about this is the about section of his LinkedIn page current NFL free agent looking to kickstart a career in the medical sales industry where I can learn grow and develop both both personally and professionally that was on um I don't know exactly when that was but last week he was the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos and it's so funny because on ESPN his stat line now says quarterback rookie (laughs) yeah rookie quarterback so there you go Um, um, so QBR rating is 0.1. First of all, I mean, like, that's a really cool story that Kendall Hilton is kind of making this breakthrough. It's unfortunate the way it's coming about. Um, and I mean, hopefully, like, if this becomes a thing, like, he'll get some actual, like, practice in, because I believe he only got, like, a few hours. Yeah. Um, and so actually- what the funny thing about all of this is that the Broncos, like, they actually asked the NFL if – two of their assistant coaches could go in and sign them to the active roster because they played quarterback in college. And the NFL's like, hell no. Like, we're not going to cut you any slack when you literally deliberately didn't answer us. And this is bad for their track record because they were already fined 250K in the beginning of the season for – and their head coach, Vic Fangio, was also fined personally 100K for not following math protocols and because of – this new thing that came out with their quarterbacks, um, they're facing possible loss of a draft pick because of what these quarterbacks did. And the organization is obviously pissed whether or not like the coaches are the quarterback coach, I'm sure doesn't really feel it. He should feel guilt because I don't think he should be disciplining anyone because somebody in the coaching staff had to know that they were doing this, but the organization itself, the front office is definitely pissed. Like you're going to take away our draft pick because these guys like, which I think is fair, but they're coming out saying that additional discipline is still on the table for the court three quarterbacks. um, Even if no discipline comes from the NFL and they might conduct a fine because like, they're definitely screwed. I mean, um, the way I look at it is honestly really the same way I look at college right now. Um, with kids having parties and stuff, I obviously do not condone that at all. And I think it's stupid. And you're also, you're an adult, don't have a party. It's really not difficult. Um, then I also want to like, in that same way, when I feel think that, I also want to look at the fact that like, you're an adult, you're over 18, you're also still a kid you're in college, you're learning how to be an adult in the world. Um, And I think a little, like, not all of the responsibility, but some of the responsibility and things like that is the fact that they're even there in the first place. I'm not saying you can't trust college kids, but frankly, don't put them in the position where they can throw parties. But schools didn't want to lose the money, so they had everybody come back. And so I think sometimes it's on the adults in the room when the kids don't behave. Like, yeah, are they stupid for throwing a party? Absolutely. That's risky and that's irresponsible. Why are you letting them there in the first place to throw the party? Obviously, football players are grown adults. They know what's up. I think there's also a little bit of responsibility. Like, why are we even having them practice in the first place? Why are we gathering these people in this thing to even let them 
be in a situation where they could not wear a mask in a group of people like that. And that's, and I think it's like, again, it's, there's responsibility on them, but there's also, I think, responsibility on the NFL as a whole. Why are we doing this? It's just like, why are you, why are people even in the position where they can break the rules like that and they can catch COVID and spread it and things like that? And it's just, so like when it I comes mean, down obviously to like, the Broncos have showed that they kind of have been super careless throughout the whole season, even after we're, we're approaching week 13, like it's been 13 over. weeks of these things. It's been like this since two months, less, March. less than two months. Like, I mean, no, they more. obviously aren't following the rules and I hope that the NFL comes out with a disciplinary action for them. And I mean, actually, now that I just said that this is what's so funny like, I kind of don't, because here's why. If I have to sit here next week and we say talk about the disciplinary action. action to prevent grown-ass men from putting their masks on during a pandemic and not disciplining grown-ass men for beating and raping women, I'll be fucking pissed. Like, it's just all, like, I think that I just like, like totally the NFL needs a little, mind. like, the NFL needs to like eat, pray, love, and like find themselves and reevaluate their priorities. Um, and it's just a disaster. And like, they couldn't even pick up a free agent because by the time it was all going down, the new rules, like, they it's like, this is exhausting. Cause it's like how many, first of all, just as a whole, not even just the NFL, like what does it have to take for people to take this seriously? You know what I mean? Like what, what is, what is it for you? Is it that not, is, is it not the question. quarter of a million people that are dead from this? that's not enough for you to be like, hmm, maybe I should take this seriously. It's yeah, really the million dollar question. And like, regardless, like whatever, like your beliefs are about it. It's like, just wear the damn mask. Like that's hard. what bothers me so much. Like I could talk in circles around people about why they think the whole thing's bullshit, what's political, what's not. And it's like, at the end of the day, there's still rules that we as people in a functioning society need to follow. And that is wearing a mask. Like when I'm working, I don't know how many times I have to tell people to put a mask on. Well, I saw, I saw a video this morning of it was like, um, you get pulled over and they're like, why did I pull you over today? And you're like, I don't know. They're like, you're not wearing a seatbelt. You have to wear a seatbelt. You're like, oh shit. Sorry. Click. There's a million things. Sorry. You can't, you have to be wearing a shirt to come in here. Like at beach, like in beach towns and stuff. Like they, they make you wear a shirt to come into the restaurant. No one has a problem with that. It's why is a mask different? Because it, it's not something people are used to, and I understand that. But sorry, people didn't wear seatbelts in the like in the eighties. Just 80s. getting old. Like it's just these two it, women. You just honestly, honestly, not to be rude, it, you look dumb. Like if you're not, if you're like, oh, I don't think the mask works, or it, it hurt. Like I want to be able to breathe out of my nose. You look stupid. Grow up. Come on. I had these two women. I was working. Uh, they come in, they want to get a drink. And like some people stay for one beer or whatever. It's like, either way, I have to give you food. Like, that's just what it is. And that's the rule. And when you get up to go to the bathroom, you put your mask on. When you sit down, you don't need to have your mask on because I'm wearing my mask. And like, they looked at me, they're like, oh, food. We just ate. Like, I don't want anything. And I was like, I, I, I don't know oh, what I've, to tell you. Yeah, I've been at places. I gotta like get that. you food. Like, like, we got quick little things that take like a couple minutes, whatever. Yeah. You don't even have to eat it. You just have to order it. Like, and, and just, just humor me and order something. And they're like, oh, we're going somewhere else. I'm not doing that. And I was like, okay, bye. and as they walked out, I was just like, oh wait, by the way, I don't know if you've like been living under a rock or anything, but like, this is what it's like. And this is where it's going to be everywhere you go in New York state. Like, unless you want to drive to like, 
I don't even know what Jersey's doing this well, thing. Jerry, like, yeah. go to Florida then. If you want to go, then go. Yeah. But I don't, so. Um, yeah. Well, I just, like, I'm just hoping that after this legit fiasco, things are taken a little bit more seriously. So, I mean, the NFL – in my book, failed this week in their COVID protocols, testing, whatever plan Roger Goodell thought he had failed this week. But Um, let's transition into good football news. Good, I don't know. I have a complaint about it, even though it's good news. I have some Uh, things too. I'll complain. Don't you worry. I'll find something to be mad about. Don't don't tempt me with a good time. Sarah Fuller, this past weekend, um, became the first woman to play uh, football in a Power 5 conference. Um, she was the kicker for Vanderbilt um, when they kicked off in the second half um, against Missouri. We actually mentioned the Vanderbilt game last week because there was some like scheduling stuff they had to move around. So Sarah Fuller is actually um, the starting goalkeeper for Vanderbilt women's soccer. Um, a little bit about her soccer um, career. June, sophomore and junior year, she played in two games total. One of them, was, she had a shutout. One of them was a combined shutout. So great job there. Um, as a senior, she played in nine games with seven wins, two losses, and a 757 save percentage, which is, like, pretty stellar. Um, and all the Vanderbilt kickers became ineligible or were unable to practice because they had either contracted COVID or come into contact with someone who had. So little, a little Kendall Hilton style thing, a little ring ring to Sarah Fuller. They're like, hey, we need you to come kick. Um, now, I just want to note here, Vanderbilt is 0-8. Um, they were 0-7 going into this week. So, first of all, I was, w- would be having no Sarah Fuller slander on my timeline. She didn't get to kick an extra point or a field goal. Like, she had a kickoff because they never scored a touchdown or got in field goal range. Right. So. And it's like, I don't know really get her ch- seven, but. She didn't really get her chance to shine. Um, hopefully she does this week. I believe she's playing or at least traveling. Playing again for them. Um, so. Like, that's the whole thing. If anybody's going to comment on her, like, talent or her football ability, don't. Because, frankly, there's no sample size to go off of. Like, there's just none. Um, she had one, I believe she had the kickoff, and I think that was it. Um, because they, they didn't get into field goal range. Um, and so, obviously, she's not, not obviously, but she was not the first woman to ever play Division One football or um, college football at all. Katie Hinda, I might be pronouncing that wrong. She was the first woman. Um, she was a place uh, to score in a college football game. She was a place kicker for New Mexico in 2003. Um, April, oh, really? yeah, April Goss scored for Kent State in 2015. Ashley Martin is credited as being the first woman to score in a D1 football game. Um, she played for Jackson State. Um, and then Becca Longo was the first woman to receive a scholarship for football at a D1 school. Um, she played for Adams State, and she was a kicker in 2017. She didn't get to play because of an injury. Um, well, so very interesting. Yeah, this was huge for Sarah Fuller. The first woman to play in a Power 5 conference is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's where I'm going to be mad about something. I, I don't even, like, know how to diplomatically say this, but, like, people on the internet just need to stop talking. Like, that's it. And I'm going to throw it all the way back to what all of, to what most people were taught as children, because I honestly don't think some were. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But I just am unbelievably baffled by 
the confidence of people to say that they would be a better kicker or to just really comment on her football performances at all. She was a division. As they sit on the couch eating their fifth bag of potatoes. Yeah, like she was a division one soccer goalie. So I feel like you just really don't have a place to comment here. Um, I'm not even going to like read the disgusting things that people were saying on the internet. But the overarching point is like we've obviously talked about everything like this under the sun. And it's just very disheartening to see people still doing that even when we've learned so much. And it's it goes into that thing where it's like, this is something that I, I see all the time in like movies and shows. And I don't know if other people notice or I just notice it because I'm very passionate about it. But it's like, oh, you're talking about movies again? Yeah, I am. I, I know I've like lost all credibility, but um, everyone's like, be pretty on camera. And then Maria Taylor's beautiful. And they're like, but don't be too beautiful because that's all, then that's people, that's what people think you're on camera for, which obviously isn't the case. Same Katie Nolan, be pretty, but don't be too pretty. Be funny, but don't be that funny. Be skinny, but don't be too skinny. Be curvy, but not that curvy. Like, it's just, you just never, like, can't win. Be athletic. Be athletic. Be cool. Be able to, like, talk sports. But don't be athletic enough that you're better than the men. And it's fucking exhausting. And this isn't news to everybody. This is nothing that should be, like, new to anybody. This is a constant thing. But you just keep seeing it. And with Sarah Fuller, like, that glass ceiling, like, we're all, like, covered in glass because of it. And... It's just absolutely like disheartening to see people just be so awful about it when it's like, also, I would just like to point out like Vanderbilt's own eight, right? They were own seven going into the game. It's also college football, which like there's 32 NFL teams, right? So, and they're kind of spread across the country. Football, there's so many D1 football teams, D2, whatever you root for that like, why does this affect you? It doesn't. It just, it just doesn't impact you in any way. So why are you commenting on it? Why are you saying these things? And people are also just saying like disgusting things that I'm like, you really are taking time out of your day to well, just- That's what makes it so person. like incredible is like the comments that like when a situation like this happens with Sarah Fuller, the opposing sides aren't really saying anything with substance yep. uh they're saying things that are ridiculous and can deem them as a woman hater i guess like for me i was i was talking about this for most of the day on friday before the game on saturday like it's so badass what she's doing i know the fact that she's sure. just going to practice with her head up because i'm sure like there's a bunch of other kickers who are like men who are kickers in college football that are like well, damn, like, if she does better than me, like, I'm opening myself up to a huge roast. But also, like, I couldn't help but think of, like, the caution you have to go into um, when you're a woman playing, playing football. And that's where, that's where the courage comes in. Because honestly, when you're anybody, get bodied. I mean, like, a botch pass the kicker, like, you know what I mean? Uh, She's recovering the ball. And then you have these men, 18 to probably like 24 years old, running at you full force. And I mean, like co-ed sports to begin with, like when you're a kid, it's different because like your bodies are just different. Um, Like when you're a kid, you're not having that type of contact that you would. And even other sports like that you could think of, like could play co-ed tennis i think you could play track but that's not fair to say because there's no contact there even basketball like i played basketball with a bunch of guys like 
in the park across the street from my house. But like football, like the full contactness of it, it, it just like makes me really nervous. Like, but that's also why, like my reservations about that is why I give Sarah Fuller so much credit for even suiting up and going on the field, period. Knowing and hearing how many times that the coach has probably said to her, like, there's a good chance, like, you could get, like, there's a lot of situations in a play that you could think of where that could, it could go Yeah, south. I mean, I feel like it's pretty unlikely as a kicker. Like, obviously something could happen, but, like, the, the chances I feel like are pretty slim. Well, I mean, if you throw the pass and it just, like, if she's recovering a ball that gets totally botched to the side, and I would like to think that, like, it depends what they say to her. Like, if that happens, they might tell her to, like, run out of the, like, move out of the way and let a different player on the team recover it. But if she recovered the ball, like, and I'm sure they probably taught her all of these ways, like, to safely, like, fall to the ground. Like, you know how they tell quarterbacks, like, to protect them, like, how to, like, fall and slide and stuff like that? I mean, it's just, like, I was thinking of all of these ways that I just felt like something – could go wrong, but I still give Vanderbilt and the coaching staff and Sarah Fuller a ton of credit for, like, taking the chance and, like, all the PR and conversation backlash that, like, could happen, like, if something – like, after this year, anything can happen, I believe. So, like, I don't know. It left me with a weird feeling, but also, like, I felt really, like, proud to watch her play on TV. Yeah, and I think it's just, like – I think a lot of people did. Like, I think this is huge for people and it's huge. It, like, again, representation is so important. That's backed up. Like, that is absolutely true. Like, when you see yourself, see someone that looks like you doing something, you know that you could. Right. Do. And that's what made it so important. Yeah. And, was the representation. And then, aspect. but then it's also super disheartening that it's like, this is like, not to be like society, but this is the huge societal issue of like, it is just so normalized for men to just be disgusting towards women who are empowering themselves and empowering other women okay, she's out and doing it. Women are out and doing it. Now it's on everybody else to just let them do it. I'm not asking you, like, I mean, everyone should be standing up in support. I'm not even asking you to do that. I'm just asking you to shut up. I'm asking you to not say anything. If that's the whole thing, it's like, is what I'm saying positive and like adding to the conversation? No, it's not. These gross things that people are saying, they're not. So why are you saying them? Because you're mad. You're mad that your football team we sucks. Sorry, cry me a river. Do we know who Vanderbilt's playing on? Saturday? Georgia. Okay. And I'm actually, like, really glad that she's playing again. Because mm-hmm. if it was like, – I want her to be able to actually kick the ball. <laughs> right. Because if it was, like, a one-and-done thing, then it would give, like, the haters, like – Yeah, they're like, oh, well, she's not playing. And I'm like, listen, guys, your whole PR move. your whole roster's still playing. They haven't won a game. Come on. It's not her. She's not the problem. Exactly. But it's just, like, I think that's when it's like, this is like a very much so as simply like do better when you're going to say something, ask yourself why you're saying and it. And the fact that she's playing like a second week in a row is like the normalization of it. Of it. Yeah. It's and a it's slow like, normalization to it. When you're going to comment something on, and this just goes for the internet overall. If you're going to comment something, ask, awesome. if it's, ask if what you're saying is adding anything of value or first of all, let's even be simpler than that. Ask if what you're saying is accurate. Like, are the things you're saying yes. true? Because, because most people of the time were saying, like, like, trolls were like, well, why don't you just pull a guy from the Vanderbilt men's soccer, like, a goalkeeper from the Vanderbilt men's soccer team? And it's like, honey, no, they don't even have a men's soccer team. <laughs> um, Better. 
So yeah, it's just like people need to do better. And again, this is like a thing of it's like, why do people, why do you think that way? Why is the first thing that, why are like these disgusting comments people make? Why is the first thing that that's coming to mind? We're talking about a woman playing football. You're not even talking about football. You're just talking about women. And that's like, I saw this thing and I totally felt very seen by it. It was about like, obviously like, feminism is the equality of the sexes and so many times people have hit me with so you think it's okay if I punch you in the face because that's equality and now here's the actual answer to that this is what this video I saw pointed out why is the first thing that comes to mind when I'm asking for equality violence like why is that first your first reaction because that's not that has nothing to do with me that's all on you if the first thing that that you want to ask when I'm mentioning equality is that is violence is punching me in the face like how like it just doesn't make any sense and so that's the thing it's like when people say things like this it's like your misogyny is showing like let's end it on a positive note that like it's super awesome that sarah fuller is playing again hopefully playing again on saturday she's at least traveling i don't know like how it's gonna work out hopefully she, vanderbilt steps it up a little bit to get her in field goal range right um imagine, like, like how do you not get in field goal range for an entire game it's, like, you only got to make it, like, 70 yards. Yeah, it's just, like, ugh. ugh. Um, it was not good. And to end on a lighter note, like, Huge I step mean, in the right direction. Huge step in the right direction. For me, on a lighter note, for, like, the whole, like, overarching, like, episode yeah. like, since we're doing, like, a football thing, like, the Giants are, like, number one in the uh, NFC East. That is, like, so not. <laughs> you know, you remember one of those things that was, like, what's something – like what's something that's not this that feels like this? You're something like, that's so 2020 is no, the Giants being that was like seven. what's something that feels like a comp that feels like an insult but is actually a compliment. It's like the Giants being first in the NFC East, which is like an insult to like all of like the NFC East and like a compliment to the Giants. It's like, um, all right, let's talk tweets of the week because all of mine relate to everything we talked about today. All of mine. I obviously picked several. Yeah, I see that. Um, so I'll do mine first. Um, I don't know which one to pick. They're all so good. Okay, this needs to stop. You can pick two this week, Lily. Thank you. But don't get used to it. No, um, so mine is really funny because, like, I did this today, um, mm-hmm. and I had, like, one of the most productive days of my life. Okay. Uh, you clean your room and suddenly anything is possible. Like True. Yes. <laughs> True. My room's a mess right now, actually, and I've been meaning to clean it for a while. Okay, I've narrowed mine down to one, and then one's like a really short one. I'll start with a really short okay. one. Um, our dear Jane McManus tweeted, and this is in reference to the Wednesday night football game, all days are football days. Um, now, this was the really good one. So Adam Schefter tweeted, the Ravens Steelers is now scheduled to kick off at 3.40 p.m., and our dear Megan Roach um, she quoted the tweet with the NFL just picked one of the randomly timed alarms I have on my phone and was like, that'll do. Yes. That was fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Um, so the message is this week, wear a mask. It's not hard. And think about what you say before you say it and do better. Don't be misogynistic or sexist. It's very unbecoming of you and it makes you look fucking stupid. So does not wearing a mask. So I guess the moral of the story is don't be fucking stupid in all of its forms. Um, this has been Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey-Levine. And I'm Jess King. And remember, guys, it's never just sports. We will see you next time. Have a good one. Bye.